spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. What the hell was Will thinking? The Oscars last night. Uh, just overshadowing all other awards actually being given out, of course. And even the soon thereafter won award, the Best Actor Award for Will Smith. A career-defining moment, potentially. It's Rock making a joke that, I mean, wasn't that great. Sure, you know, like, what the hell was Will thinking? What the hell was Chris Rock thinking? Of course, I agree. This would have been so much better, though, if Will had bounded towards the stage all gung-ho, not to slap another person like he was initiating a duel. Pistols at dawn! No, not to slap Chris Rock, but to call him out on his weak joke. A teachable moment, I think. You know, we can counter and we can oppose what comedians say. We absolutely can. We all have the right to self-expression. And you can, probably ideally not during a live performance, you should be able to call somebody out on their joke and say that wasn't great, and here's why. Uh, But that moment just painted a target on comedians everywhere, I think. And we all have to be able to take a joke or at least talk about why we couldn't. And for those who are even confused about what the heck is going on and why the joke was in poor taste, it was a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife's balding head, which she has recently declared she is trying to embrace because she is facing hair loss due to alopecia. It's a medically related thing and uh, is just eh, not the funniest joke. The most ridiculous moment in Oscars history? Well, I mean, it's pretty up there. Gotta say that Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are absolutely thrilled that this overshadowed the Moonlight incident, at least. It was open palm from Will Smith to Chris Rock's face last night. What is the five fingers? Say to the face! <laughs> what? Slap! Yeah, um, and not a great scene, uh, and, you know, wildly entertaining, sure, but also, it's just super awkward. Just super awkward. Can you imagine the, the feeling in the air of the Oscars after that went down? Especially after Will Smith then went on to get that best actor nod and, and, and get the, the, the win. Uh, there's a photo now that's being shared around of, uh, uh, I think it's Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry having a little chat with Will Smith. Another photo of his publicist, like, immediately down at the side of his table. Yeah, damage control is going to be happening today. Expect a statement of some kind. Expect a statement. But, hey, the Oscars are about movies, too, sometimes. And uh, there were some big ones that won. Uh, and by big ones, I mean Dune. Dune won everything. If you didn't actually catch the results of the show, Dune won Everything. Best sound, best production design, best cinematography, best film editing, best visual effects, best original score. But then that was it. There were some other winners as well. Costume design went to Cruella. Makeup and hairstyling went to the eyes of Tammy Faye. The Queen of Basketball was best short documentary, best uh, feature documentary, The Summer of Soul. Best animated short, The Windshield Wiper. Best animated feature was Encanto, though it should have been The Mitchells versus The Machines. 
What else do we have? Really fast. Belfast Original Screenplay. Coda, Best Adapted Screenplay. That also won the Best Picture of the Night. Jane Campion, Best Director. Only the third woman to win the Best Director uh, category in the history of the Oscars, by the way. Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose. Best Supporting Actor, Troy Kotsur. Best Actress, Jessica Chastain. And very cool, I think, the Best's Original Song went to No Time to Die from the Bond, uh, Billie Eilish, and Phineas release. That means that Billie Eilish is officially an Oscar winner now. Weird, but kind of cool. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. We didn't cover this on Friday morning because we did not know yet, but by the evening of Friday, we were all aware that uh, Taylor Hawkins had passed away, drummer for Foo Fighters at the age of 50, and very little details surrounding the cause of death have been released, just the information that he has and an outpouring of support and remembrance. And people sharing things like footage of the very final show with the Foo Fighters. Of course, no one knowing that it would have been. Meanwhile, Aerosmith are not going to be proceeding with their uh, their residency, their Las Vegas residency with Joey Kramer. He is taking a leave of absence from the band, but they do stress temporary leave of absence. Uh, so the drummer, the usual drummer, not going to be joining them. He will be, you know, replaced. Uh, he will be... Um, his spot, his 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 beat timing, gonna be filled in by somebody else to be named at a somewhat later date, I assume. And the Rolling Stones also in the news with some new old music. They have just released uh, or announced, rather, the release of the Live at the El Mocambo album, which is a never before heard set from 1977, including singles like "It's Only Rock and Roll" and "Rip This Joint," performed like you perhaps have never seen them before. A live album can, encapsulating two classic 70s shows all together. That is on pre-order already Tuesday whether you think that it was simple or completely complex it has absolutely captivated people the moment at the Oscars with Will Smith and Chris Rock yes that's all I need to say you already know the rest of the situation but you might not have been aware of some new statements yes some brand new statements that have come out one from Will Smith directly of course I think it's hilarious nowadays that celebrities really just have to write something in their notes app, take a screenshot, post it to Instagram, and then it's like, done. Damage control. Probably wasn't even them either. It was probably a publicist, but still. Cynicism aside, here are the words. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior last night at the Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed that my actions were non, not indica- indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I also wanted to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, the attendees, and everyone watching, as well as the Williams family and the King Richard family. The Williams family would be the real-life family of Richard Williams, the character that he portrayed in his best actor-winning role in King uh, Richard, and then King Richard family, obviously the cast and crew of the movie itself. I deeply regret that my behavior stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. I liked everything except for the I am a work in progress line. We all are. Don't make excuses. <laughs> the Academy itself, though, of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, they have put out their own statement. It's much shorter. simply says, The Academy condemns the actions of Mr. Smith at last night's show. We have officially started a formal review and will explore further action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standards of conduct, and the kicker, California law. Who knows? I doubt that there will be any kind of formal uh, you know, uh, investigation on this legal investigation, just the sort of inquest of the Academy itself. We'll see. Might be more to this. Of course, if you were wondering what Chris Rock's statement was, he actually already made it, and he made it at 
the Oscars. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And there it is. It has been an endless outpouring of just love, of of shared memories, of, of kind thoughts towards Taylor Hawkins, the late Foo Fighters drummer who died at the age of 50 very recently, just ahead of a show while the Foo Fighters were on tour down in South America. And uh, just endless bands. Uh, Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction, Lollapalooza fame, Rush very recently giving their tribute, a lot of bands playing covers of Foo Fighters songs, and, and just a lot of people saying what we all know. He was one of the greatest out there, one of the best drummers, a man uncomfortable with his spotlight, uh, but still one who was willing to, uh, you know, uh, face it, to be able to bring us the music and everything, and just was always somebody who made people laugh by every account, and just very, very sad to see. Unfortunately, there is some new news as well when it comes to the investigation around the, the cause of his death. There are some reports, and I am taking them with a grain of salt so far, but it uh, looks like there was cardiovascular collapse that was the cause of his death in a Columbia hotel room, and uh, reports saying that there was a cocktail of substances within him and that his heart had been swollen at the time of death, possibly a cause or leading to the cause of his death. More details to come, I'm sure. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. The Cars. From 1978, the debut album... Uh, eponymously titled uh, The Cars and written by Rick Okasek. Sarcastic, uh, you know, perspective of the ideas of what good times are, according to rock. You know, I've got to have those good times. And it's funny because a lot of times people do take this song without the irony and take it at face value. Be like, yeah, yeah, good times only. That's the only thing that exists in life. Um, but the band themselves, they did not just have good times. They had some bad times as well. I mean, it was originally a band formed by Rick Okasek, Ben Orr, and Elliot Easton, as well as a few others, of course, playing on the tracks. But Orr died in 2000 of pancreatic cancer. Um, he said he was going to continue playing music until that day, and basically did. However, even before Orr had died, Okasek says that now they are never, ever re reuniting. He said the possibility is done. In fact, the quote says he would rather have hot diarrhea for six months than to tour with the cars for six months. That was, again, before the death of Orr. However, after 2000 and the untimely death of Orr, they did get back together, sort of. Easton, as well as Hawks, uh, joined Todd Rundgren to form the new Cars, and they performed a lot of the Cars hits. They toured in 2006. Easton broke a bone, his clavicle specifically, falling out of a bunk when their tour bus swerved on the tour, and that was it. That was kaput. That was done. They broke up. They disbanded. They reunited again in 2010, and they released an album, Move Like This. Yeah. And the motivation, the reason... Rick Okasek saying, hey, uh, his youngest kids have never seen him as a rock star. So, you know, he gave it a swing, gave it uh, a chance. Again, it didn't last long. The tour lasted three weeks before they called it quits. No injury to speak of, just couldn't really make it happen. And the final time that they were all together, minus Orr, of course, was when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018. Their very last performance as Rick Okasek died in 2019. Wednesday. There's a new Top Gun Maverick trailer. Yeah, it just jumped out just yesterday. Fourth trending on YouTube. Over 8 million views already. So, I guess people are curious about this, right? But this is the movie that was never going to come out. Just feels like it's been forever. Here's a taste of what that new trailer's like with a little John Hamm voiceover. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What the 
that as I can imagine. Right? <laughs> Iceman, a.k.a. Iceman, in case you forgot, and also the audience who hasn't watched this in a while, or the new people who've never seen the first one. Yeah, Iceman, Will Val Kilmer. Um, it looks good. Honestly, I am very curious about this. Uh, movie has been coming out for forever. The date at the end of the trailer does say May 27th now. Seems locked in, right? But I half expected it to do that movie trailer thing and have the May just slide over. Super cool, right? And then reveal that it actually says, maybe May 27th. Maybe. The skip intro button. How useful, right? How useful. Not everybody does use it, and certainly not everybody uses it on every single show. Netflix introduced it five years ago this month. What a weird thing to mark and kind of celebrate, right? Five years of the skip intro button, and of course it's, you know, absolutely spread to other streaming services as well, and is quite useful. Um, now, there are some shows you never skip the intro of. Peacemaker comes to mind. That dance is just fantastic. Do you really want to taste it? Uh, but there's several others that I never, I mean, Bob's Burgers, I never skipped, seen the episode so many times. What is a show intro that you never, ever skip? What is a show intro you always skip? Honestly, on Netflix, you know how there's like a bunch of shows that clearly have had the same artist or at least the same team create the opening credits? They're always fantastic. They're always very riveting. They're always beautiful. Oftentimes like Marvel-esque statues and colors and swirling and stuff like that. Like I can think of a dozen shows that have almost the exact same intro, just slightly different. And those are great. But after, like, you watch it twice, you're like, okay, good. I don't need to spend these three minutes on the credits anymore. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How much time does it actually save us, though? Obviously, each person individually, it's saving like a minute, a half a minute each time you press that button. But since it was introduced in 2017 on Netflix alone, it has saved users 195 years in cumulative time. Are you kidding me? Every single day, that skip intro button is pressed 136 million times across the world, okay? It is culturally important. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Sadly, we are continuing the music news coverage of the Foo Fighters and uh, the death of Taylor Hawkins. They just released a statement yesterday saying, It is with great sadness that Foo Fighters confirm the cancellation of all upcoming tour dates in light of the staggering loss of our brother Taylor Hawkins. We're sorry for and share in the disappointment that we won't be seeing one another as planned. Instead, let's take this time to grieve, to heal, to pull our loved ones close, and to appreciate all the music and memories we've made together with love, the Foo Fighters. Um, and, uh, you know, touching uh, message confirming exactly what everybody was suspecting, that they are going to need some time. Take all the time that you need. Take endless time. I mean, the Foo Fighters don't need to come back, right? We're not entitled to that, and we have so much great works uh, from the backlog, uh, the, the catalog, to enjoy anyways. We should be thankful for the time that we did have, right? Now, that's not to say that they are going to be disbanding or anything like that, but just we'll see. It's a matter of time. The wounds are very, very, very fresh. Sadly, another death to speak about, a Filipino rock legend named John Lapito. He's died at the age of 64 and no cause of death given, confirmed by Offshore Music, his label on social media. You will be missed. Rest in peace. E-scooters. I know we don't have any of them here. Like, not the publicly available ones. You can buy your own, of course. 
Go for it. Go for it. Why not? They seem fun. They are fun. I've tried the those uh, publicly available ones in different cities. Of course, uh, you know, you can't really do it here, but they do have them just as close as Edmonton and in Calgary. Not during the winter months, sure, but they do come back. And apparently their use this year in 2022 has shot up in a bunch of locations. The use of e-scooters just skyrocketing. Not because of the temperatures rising for springtime and them being able to be utilized once again. No, 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 no. That's not my theory anyway. My theory is because it's a lot cheaper than gas. The commute suddenly becomes a lot more affordable. And you get a little wind in your eyes, a little wind in your hair, right? A little, little freshen up your laundry as you drive to work on your scooter, right? Um, they are fun. They can also be a little bit dangerous. Definitely bring that first aid kit with you if you're using them. But honestly, they won't really take off in Fort McMurray, I don't think, until such time as we get ones that can handle the highway. Can you imagine the commute out to sight in the morning? <laughs> a bunch of scooters ripping along the shoulder. I think it would be fun to see. But probably not in the winter. Thursday. Have you ever had a tattoo artist put their initials on the tattoo? I'll go ahead and answer for you, no, because that, like, never happens. I grant you that, sure, if it was requested, like, a famous tattoo artist, and you were like, sign it, sign it, because getting the tattoo from this famous tattoo artist might be part of the reason you're getting it, right? Like, that might be the excitement for you. But if an artist snuck it in there, like a recent Reddit post on AITA, am I the arse butt? Um, and, and NTA, no, you're not the arse butt in this situation because the, uh, the artist was told that this is a meaningful family tattoo. Like a pre, a member of the family previously had this exact same design, want it copied exactly. And then they signed their initials into it without ever telling the person getting the tattoo. Showing great-grandmother later, being like, look, look at how beautiful this family-related tattoo is. And I'm keeping the legacy alive and honoring them in my own way. And grandma goes, hey, that's lovely. It's beautiful. Who's AJ? Can you imagine? Right? Can you imagine? No, I don't think this is even heard of. And the artist tried to go and explain that, no, this is traditional style, man. Traditional style. I'm here to tell you right now, I've got a traditional Sailor Jerry style tattoo. And I remember going to the artist and pitching the idea. And he said, flat out said, no, I don't reproduce other people's work. And then I went, no, no, hang on. I want it like customized for me. I want to alter the design to make it more, you know, autobiographical, I guess. And, you know, so it's a, a take on a Sailor Jerry design. I don't want you to just copy the same thing. And then he was on board, right? Then he into it and I it's one of my favorite tattoos I love it it's it's great and I am happy that it's not just a reproduction of somebody else's design whether living or not whether people commonly use Sailor Jerry tattoos and put them on other people I was thankful for it so that just goes to show you different caliber of tattoo artists you got to do your research you got to you got to talk to them you got to find out what the story is Procter and Gamble in a little hot water uh, you know, maybe, maybe hot, soapy, perfumed, fragrant water, but still hot water, uh, because of a claim online that women's feet are five times stinkier than men's. Of course, it's completely untrue and comes from a social media post ad that went on to claim part of the reason is an aversion to socks, which then turns shoes into saunas. This ad has been torpedoed since being posted, and they do even say that they're going to be uh, fully overhauling their operations for said account, meaning somebody's going to get fired. But still, this it, it, rightfully so, it's been torpedoed. This sounds like it reads similarly to one of those like old-timey, really old-timey ads from when you could just be sexist and make up what a product does for you at the same time. But where will she find a fellow to meet with such stinky feet? Right? That's awkward. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. The Grammy Awards, which are this Sunday, 
by the way. Yeah, happening that quickly. Another big old award ceremony to uh, to watch or at least watch the highlights. Yeah, it will be happening from Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena this very Sunday. Um, and uh, presumably they will be enacting some sort of what I would like to call the Georgia Satellites rule uh, of thumb, which is don't feed me low, no lines and keep your hands to yourself, right? It would be good if we didn't see any hands being thrown. But specifically, I uh, bring up the Grammys because they have announced that they will have a uh, special tribute to the Foo Fighters drummer, the late Taylor Hawkins, who died in Columbia just ahead of a performance on Friday of last week at the age of 50. And uh, so that will be coming along with all of the other scheduled performances and, of course, the awards being given out this Sunday. Prince has got a new album coming out, new old, of course. It's a uh, re reissue, a remastering of Prince and the Revolution's live album. Now, this is from a very special performance in uh, Syracuse, New York from 1985, part of the Purple Rain Tour, and uh, one that Prince himself described as one of the most powerful concerts I've ever attended. You weren't, you didn't attend it. You were part of it. You were the, you were the, the, uh, the, the contest or concert rather. So this new remastered version of Prince and the Revolution Live is going to be put out by Legacy uh, Recordings, pre-order available now, actually releasing on June 3rd. And a 20-track compilation of Sex Pistols music is coming out, and that is called The Original Recordings. On various formats, it will be released a little bit later on. May 31st is the day, uh, but all in uh, conjunction with the Danny Boyle show called Pistol that's going to be coming out on Disney Plus around the exact same time. So it's a you know companion piece, but in a chance to get into some of these really, really classic recordings one more time, and very cool-looking vinyls, uh, special editions, even cassette tape's going to be released on this one if you really want to get nostalgic. A lot of people are poking fun at a new product that has been announced from Dyson. These are the makers of vacuums, fans, and otherwise highly engineered pieces of uh, household machinery, household equipment. I didn't know that they were into music, though. I mean, they're putting out Bluetooth noise-canceling headphones. But the real thing that makes it Dyson-y is that there's uh, air purification technology. They've got a magnetic face visor that click-click pops on to the headphones as you're wearing them and uh you know it looks like a sort of sci-fi futuristic anime fighter kind of mouth visor uh it wouldn't be uh, too out of place in like the 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 bridge of a star trek episode you know what i mean like it's just it's looking kind of futuristic a lot of people are also making a lot of comparisons to some of the torture contraptions from the saw franchise that were strapped to people's heads and you know you can see it i can absolutely see it but the way it works is that it doesn't actually like touch or cover your face it just clips on goes in front of your nose and mouth and then provides a positive pressure air bubble of purified air less uh, noise pollution less air pollution and particulates right going into your lungs oh how fantastic Except for the fact that, like, I don't know, I just picture what happens whenever you're uh, driving in the car, or rather, probably a passenger when the car is driving down the highway. Windows down, you know, you stick your face out, and you try to breathe normally. You you can't, right? You can't. I doubt that it's going to be that level of wind (laughs) where your hair is flipping around from this, this, this... fan-based purification headphone mask setup. I agree. It's probably not going to be highway-level winds, but I just picture that feeling, that sensation. When the wind does catch you the wrong way, it doesn't even need to be on the highway. Sometimes you're walking along and a gust of wind hits you square in the face and you go... <coughs> you do that weird cough sputter thing? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't happen to other people. Maybe it only happens to me and I'm very weird, but I feel like it's pretty common, and that's my aversion here to this weird mask thing. Friday. 
We've got ourselves a winner. Yes, we do. Uh, the March Madness of Movies went on for the second half of the month here. And uh, with 16 movies from the pandemic-restricted months. The Pandemic Productions Edition all went head-to-head-to-head-to-head. To head to head to head to head. And in the final round that we had between our top two, which I was, you know, mildly surprised by one, very much surprised by the other. We had Bill and Ted face the music, making it to the final round versus Spider-Man No Way Home. But in the end... It was the three Spider-Men that did it. Spoiler alert, they're in there. And Spider-Man No Way Home is our number one movie of the March Madness of Movies Pandemic Productions. All right? There you go. Now we figured it out. We used a completely scientific way, a method that is irrefutable and would absolutely not produce different results even if we just reseeded the random seed and had different matchups throughout the way. Definitely wouldn't be a different result. Actually, it might not be. This still might have been the ultimate goal here, the ultimate end result with Spider-Man No Way Home, one of the biggest movies from the last two years, and worth a rewatch for sure. Worth a rewatch. Definitely going to be putting it on my list for the weekend, especially as the newly minted, newly crowned champion and winner. Thank you to everybody for voting for the last couple of weeks. Red Hot Chili Peppers on top of things right now with a brand new album that is out today. Unlimited Love has arrived, and there's brand new music video for a song called These Are The Ways that also released in conjunction and everything. And uh, the first time that the Red Hot Chili Peppers have released an album in quite some time with John Frusciante back in the band. Uh, Now, of course, they also had a big moment yesterday, getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, fun fact, it was the 2,717th star to be given out. And the first, of course, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to recognize their career. And uh, there was uh, a big turnout for it. And the uh, there was a big tribute to former members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, both alive or, or otherwise. And uh, then also a big tribute for Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins from uh, Smith from the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. Very touching. Meanwhile, ABBA has announced a career-spanning box set uh, uh, and a compilation album that is going to be spanning 10, count them, 10 discs, whether you got them on CDs or LPs. 10 of them. Proving that we will never, never not have ABBA releasing music. Maybe not new, new stuff, but still, we'll never not have them releasing music for us to buy. This took no time at all. Holy cow. Okay, so I we've been reeling over the last week over the slap at the Oscars, and I w- I've been getting so frustrated, so annoying at how much it has been distracting, and myself included. I find myself looking at the memes, laughing at the memes, and just it's gotten to the point where I'm like, it's it's been enough. And it's only been a few days, but it has been enough. Don't forget that not only is there the incredibly horrific conflict in Ukraine still happening, but there's several others around the planet that are far more important. And I hate whataboutism, but still, this was a huge, huge distraction. But that's exactly what it was, apparently. A huge distraction because it just turns out that it was a stunt. There's just, there's, they're advertising a slap fight championship now in, in Las Vegas in, in late April. I think the 29th pay-per-view style and hosted by Will Smith and Chris Rock. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, what a, I wonder what the Academy thinks about this. I wonder what the other nominees and stuff think about this. It seems like, I don't know, anything for a buck these days, right? Check it out. I just posted the, 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 the image, the advertisement, just up on our social media. Let us know what you think. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.